Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. And as always, traffic and weather together every eight minutes on the threes all morning long. Count on us to get you there on time and let you know what you can wear today because I know you can't figure that out on your own. You know, only if we tell you better wear a sweater will you wear a sweater if it's a little bit nippy outside. Am I right? I mean, people don't know. What if a weatherman they don't know. fails to do that? Yeah, well then, Can he's they be let held? the people down. So then somebody goes out, yes. gets sick, gets it's pneumonia. It's the weatherman's fault. Goes and dies mm-hmm. in yep. the hospital because of it. Lawsuit. All because you <laughs> failed to tell him to put a jacket on before you headed out in the morning. Yep. Seems fair. Yeah. And how else are you supposed to know it's good sleeping weather? <laughs> Only if the weatherman tells you. Is there bad sleeping weather? Yes, when it's 100 Oh, yeah. And humid. That's fair. And even if you open the windows, it just makes it worse. That's bad sleeping weather. You can't sleep with the windows open in Texas because the pollen no. just comes That's, in and wrecks yeah. your life. Yeah, and, you know, it, during humid times, oh, opening yes. the window That's just true. makes it worse. Yep, yep. Uh, 888-900-3393. <laughs> it's analysis right there, y'all. Right? Right? Where are you going to get that? But you're, here. You're not. You're, you're just not. Uh Wow, we, we've got more died suddenly stories. Uh, we've got FEMA reversing course, though. Uh, apparently, they're going to send aid now to Ohio. Hmm. Huh. Just hours after saying he did not expect members of FEMA to be in East Palestine, Ohio Governor Mike DeWine now confirms the government entity will, in fact, be sending a crew to assist in the aftermath. Hmm. And it's only been, what, we're going on... Two and a half, three weeks, something like that. Mm-hmm. Two and a half weeks about. Yep. Yeah, don't worry about it. I'm, I'm sure everything's fine. You know that gigantic uh, toxic dust cloud you see from uh, up above? Somebody took it from, I think, an airplane right. or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure that that's just, that's just good breathing air. That's all that is. That's sleeping weather. Yeah. You you, you want to be able to see what you're breathing. If you, I can't trust what I can't see. Right? So when I'm seeing air that's not visible, I don't know what's going on. When yeah. it's dark and black and musty like that, then you know what you're breathing. It's like, it's idea. good. Yeah, you have a much better idea. This is a really good thing, you know. So tired of your whining. Let's let's move on now, shall we? Uh, also have an interesting story about a, a couple of mall shootings that were ended by good people with guns. Right. Man. Put that in your pipe. According to the left, that doesn't happen. <laughs> but there are stories all the time that seem to fly in the face of that theory. Uh, also, this is fun. Biden is claiming that inflation is Donald Trump's fault. <laughs> Come on, man. So bad. <laughs> Has he accepted any responsibility? If anybody can show me a time where he said, yeah, we're uh, we're taking care of that. We're trying to take care of that. That's, uh, that's on us. Never. And here's the guy who said, you know, during my presidency, you're going to see personal responsibility. I'm going <laughs> to take responsibility for everything. Not one thing has he ever taken responsibility for. Not one thing. You know what the inflation rate was when... Because he he was asked, uh, "Do you have any, you have any responsibility for for inflation going up the way it is?" It's like, no, no, that was uh, that was here when we got here. <laughs> yeah, at one point four percent. So he was right. 
Yeah, he was right. So it was uh, it was out of control when Trump <laughs> left office. One point four percent. I don't know how we survived it because now it's only what six and a half seven percent. Oh so. gosh, yeah. And we know how they maneuver that number. Oh yeah. And and in fairness, Trump did not help with that huge spending bill that only Thomas Massey stood against in March of twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. But. If there was a fire burning, Joe Biden came along and just doused a barrel of gasoline on it. I don't know if can you keep can you, you can keep gasoline in a barrel, right? I mean, so he he That's basically how it comes actually yeah took the uh, took took the fire that was burning and and, mm-hmm. and now it's an inferno. Mm-hmm. So thank you very much. And did you see that um, Americans are now up to a trillion dollars in total credit card debt? So we're doing great. Oh, hmm. we're doing great. And the economy is is strong as probably stronger than it's ever been ever yeah i i I thought carol roth made a great point on twitter this weekend when she said that the economy hasn't cratered yet because so many americans are dipping into their savings and their retirement to kind of you know as a backstop Mm -hmm. for all the uh terrible economic insanities that are going on just when we run out of that oh boy Look That's out. when it's even worse. Yeah. Well, we're artificially propped up on almost everything. The stock market, yeah. uh, you know, gas prices, we're artificially pumping that up by uh, stealing from the, the, from the reserve. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, on and on and on and on it goes. The dollar artificially propped up. Uh, eventually, that's all going to come crashing down, and that'll be fun. Somehow we keep finding plenty of money to send to Ukraine, though. Which is good because we want to protect Ukrainians. We do. <laughs> I mean, oh, how do you expect uh, this guy to have a Ukraine-China first policy if he's not doing all the things he's doing? Are you pissed off that he's? Uh, in fact, he should be doing more for Ukraine. Yes, sir. And, and China, and East Palestine. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> how do you feel if you're in Ohio this morning, seeing those two hanging out today, impromptu? Yeah. Oh, off to Europe. So. That's great. Surprise visit to Ukraine. Obviously, there he is with uh, Volodymyr. Uh, He just got done speaking with him, spoke to reporters, and reassured Ukraine that the money would just keep flowing from the United States of America. (laughs) Yay! And to deliver much-needed humanitarian assistance as well as food, water, medicine, shelter, and other aid to Ukrainians displaced by Russia's war and provide aid for those seeking refuge in other countries mm. from Ukraine. Okay, well, so <clears throat> it's also going to help schools and hospitals open. Oh, It's going to allow pensions and social support to be paid to oh, the Ukrainian good. people so they have something something in their pocket. You got that? It's also going to provide critical resources to address food shortages around the globe. Uh, so that was on Friday, though. Okay, so he makes that, that remark on Friday mm-hmm. where, hey, we're going to take care of all the social programs over in Ukraine, too, because that's obviously critical. Right. Got to make sure that, that we're, we're still sending those checks. Well, obviously, their, govern- their government's not big enough, uh, but ours is big enough to serve both peoples. So, <laughs> well, no peoples. There's that Pretty word. excited about I don't that. don't like that word. Yeah. No. <laughs> what was he promising them today over in Ukraine? What was he saying? I don't know. Uh, that he's uh, going to fund. Um, Sending- Ukraine has pension and social security, social security services to take care of. Okay, there's that one. Yeah, we don't. Okay, Don't right. worry about ours. But then- which is going to go insolvent in nine years. And then there's another $500 million that he's already promised that he's going to officially announce tomorrow 
finally it's been what a week and a half since we the were last just saying last yeah. week it's been too long it's been, he was waiting for his trip yeah that's why the extra long gap so, there so it's only 500 million though that's for like, the military that's yeah. nothing that's nothing that's right nothing. yeah okay Jeez. so yeah, so how much man, we are I, I, it's insane yeah it's, it's absolutely yeah terrible and then you know the people in Ohio have to fight tooth and nail just to get someone to show up and visit from the government. Mm-hmm. And this guy is writing blank checks to Zelensky to hide his crimes, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my mm-hmm. gosh. How dare you besmirch the good, the good name and reputation of that fine man who uh, you only know if he's lying, if his mouth is moving, and literally... That applies to everybody in this administration. Every single thing that comes out of their mouths is a total and complete lie. So how much longer are we going to be? Now, this actually is probably a truth that John Kirby gave to Shannon Bream yesterday on Fox News Sunday. This actually is the truth when he uh, answers the question, how much longer for Ukraine are we going to send money? Watch this. But the question that's being asked by increasingly on Capitol Hill, and there's going to be another fight over another round of aid. We're about $200 billion into this so far. There are questions about where the U.S. Billion so far, she said. to this. I mean, we had a couple Pause of lawmakers just return. And- Run that back. Yeah. Run that back. Right? It's like, oh, crap. We, I guess we haven't uh, carried the one in a while, huh? We have been estimating $100 billion. Yeah. Well, that's because Matt Gates. She goes twice Just a week, a week ago, Matt wow. Gates was saying, you know, we've got to just stop. Just stop sending money mm-hmm. to Ukraine. We've already spent $100 billion. So that was the latest estimate that I would heard, just based on his speech last week on the floor of the, of the House. And then she's like, okay, yeah, $200 billion. Wait, what? What was that? Yeah, let's, let's get, take this from the top again, because it's staggering. Mm-hmm. But the question that's being asked by increasingly on Capitol Hill, and there's going to be another fight over another round of aid. We're about $200 billion into this so far. Oh. There are questions about where the U.S. commitment ends billion. to this. I mean, we had a couple of lawmakers mm. just return and say, Congressman Garamendi was one of them who said, I think this is a year from now going to be still going on, this exact same war. We don't know. Um, we again, don't we, we would like to see it end now. Um, and certainly we want to see it on ends, uh, end on terms that uh, are satisfactory to the Ukrainian people and to President Zelensky so that they remain a whole, free, sovereign, independent state. And independence is an mm-hmm. ideal that all Americans can get behind and understand. Sure. We'd like it to end soon, as soon as possible. We'd like it My to, goodness, nobody wants to be sitting here a year from now talking yeah, about the second anniversary. Of- We're not asking your, your hopes and dreams and desires for the future. We're asking, when will this stop? Well, we'd like it to be today. That, that's not an answer. I'd like it if, if money would shoot out my butt, too. It's just not going to happen. So what's the actual answer? The answer is indefinitely. As long as this thing goes on, we're going to continue to to prop them up. Jeez. It's grotesque. Let's see the rest of what he had to say. <laughs> as the president has said, Shannon, we're going to support Ukraine for as long as it takes. And he means that. As long as it takes. As long as it takes. Mm-hmm. Until, until. Mm-hmm. My, my, until the pri- crimes of the president and his family are sufficiently <laughs> covered up. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, great, great job by Shannon Bream Two, holding his feet to the fire. $200 billion. $200 billion. And he didn't dispute that at all. He didn't say, well, first of all, Shannon, <laughs> uh, $200 billion is completely uh, exaggerated. <laughs>
Wouldn't he have done that if it yeah. wasn't anywhere near the truth? Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. Okay, so we're in really good shape, uh, I think, is what we're finding that's, out That's here. your conclusion? We're in really good really shape. Really good shape. Okay. Yeah. I mean, isn't what else can you conclude there? Hmm. Let's see. So, <laughs> what um, else? Ah, I can't take it. My gosh. And, of course, it's not just Ukraine either. Mm-mm. This administration is also dealing with the border we have here in the United States. Well, they're really not dealing with it. What? They're not? I no, thought it was secure. No. It's the opposite. They're not dealing with the border here. They are dealing with Ukraine's border, right. which is important. <laughs> uh, but according to Homeland Security Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas, the border is, of course, secure. Eh, maybe. Sort of. Wait, what? In a weird way. Okay, let's see. When you say it's, what does secure mean to you? It certainly doesn't mean that people aren't able to get across the border illegally. Of, right. of course not. That is, that, that but is, by that measure, the border has never been secure, right? <laughs> um, since the Department of Homeland Security was created, mm-hmm. individuals have evaded. So, so by what measure is it secure now, sir? Thank you. So there, there is not a common definition uh, of that. If one looks... <laughs> Really? The statutory definition, the literal interpretation uh-huh. of the statutory language. If one person successfully evades law enforcement oh, uh, no. at the border, no. uh, then oh. we have breached the security of the border. Okay. So That's what we try to do, what's your, what defini- our goal, what's your definition? What our goal is uh-huh. to achieve operational control of the border. Uh, which you're nowhere near. <laughs> you believe that? One person gets across, it's not secure. <laughs> I can what happens with two and a half million? In one year, get across. Is that secure? <laughs> Clearly not. Clearly not. Huh. Isn't this fun? So the border's never been secure. That's the thing that they're going to fall back on. Oh, wow. This administration. Oh, the worst. <laughs> I mean, just, there's no words. There really aren't words. Now, you're going to change the definition of secure now? Uh, <laughs> what is your definition? <laughs> Where it is shut down to the best of our ability as the world's superpower. How about that? Yeah, but if one person gets across, then that's yeah. One person gets across. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get crazy about it. (laughs) I'm gonna say it's still pretty secure. When two and a half million a year are getting across, and that's just a low estimate because those are the ones we've come in contact with. Tomato, tomato. One, (laughs) two and a half million. Whatever. I mean, they both have numbers in them. <laughs> Stop your belly aching. Wow. You could just scream at the top of your lungs. Throw off all your clothes and and oh. run run down the street screaming in san- in, in just screaming profanities. I, the word I'm looking for. There. I'm close to doing that actually. I think we all are. But I do I can I leave and with my good clothes reason. On? Leave my clothes yeah, on. you can. I mean, okay. it just shows you're a little crazier when you when your clothes come off. <laughs> okay. Running naked down the street is like, okay, he's a little deranged. Well, yeah, how could I not be? Yeah, you live in the same world I do. Mm-hmm. Why aren't you naked yeah. running down the street screaming get, obscenities? Get naked, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> and the reason everything is going so well is because <laughs> the Biden team only has one qualifier oh. for being in, the, in, in this particular administration. Oh, good. good. And KJP okay. uh, explained that on Friday. 
fact that we recognize that uh, it is a priority for the AAPI community, and we are uh, and we are proud Wait, that through our work. I don't even. There's a new one on me. No, I don't no, know no, the no. You AAPI. do this every time. That's the Pacific Islanders and the Asian and oh. all this stuff. Oh, right? is it? Okay. Yeah, but but don't get hung up on on that part of it. Right. Listen to what she says after that. Mm-hmm. We are proud that through our work with members of Congress and stakeholders, we've made the mm -hmm. most diverse administration that ever, ever, not even in modern uh, politics, but ever. So, isn't that so, uh, so, and no. we believe we have, and, and it's it's facts, uh, we uh, believe we have a historic uh, number of AAPI appointees oh. at the level, oh, good, including good, three good. in cabinet, uh, all of whom are women, which is ha uh, oh. Vice President Harris, as you know, uh, uh, Ty uh, okay. as well. <laughs> uh, oh my so God. there you go. It, it, it just us. comes down to that. But now... It's better than just a, a throwaway comment by KJP on Friday because um, she made that comment in conjunction with what was happening is uh, Joe Biden signed an executive order last week um, titled Further Advancing Racial Equity and Support for Underserved Communities Through the Federal Government. So, so they added the word further because I looked it up and on January 20th, 2021 was the first round of this where it was just advancing racial equity, blah, blah, blah. Now it's further advancing racial this this is a big deal man this is affecting all corners of government man um listen to this line from the executive order management agency heads shall within 30 days of the date of this order ensure that they have in place an agency equity team within their respective agencies to coordinate the implementation of equity initiatives to ensure that their respective agencies are delivering equitable outcomes for the American people. It goes on to say that they're going to be facilitating equitable flows of private capital to underserved communities, incorporating outcome-based metrics focused on urban equitable development. It goes on and on, but basically it's special treatment for minorities mm -hmm. is going to be how every single federal agency is run now based on this executive order. And why? I why is that a good thing? So what? You're the most diverse administration ever, mm -hmm. even if that's true, and I doubt it is. So what? Now, if it just so happens that every single person you've hired happened to be right. the most qualified person for that, and they're all black women who are lesbians, fine. That's great. Why would I care if it's the most diverse or not? Why, why is that so desirable? They should be the best, not the most diverse. I, I just don't understand this, how you can stand there and say, we're so proud of our diversity, we're the most diverse, and we've hired only women for all these positions, and we have AAPI or IP or whatever <laughs> uh, people in this administration too, more than ever. Well, that's fine if they're the most qualified. Right. Otherwise, I don't give a rat's ass. Why would I care about that? The fact they even have to point that out is pathetic. and, and It's and asinine. It sure is. And basically, they have just written in this executive order what we knew that they wanted anyway and what they were doing. But now, now it's official policy of this administration mm -hmm. that every federal agency must now operate with that the way. goals of minorities mm -hmm. in mind above all else. It's yeah. It's so evil. Don't even worry about who's qualified, if they're good at what they do, if they know anything about what they do. Look at Pete Buttigieg, probably the worst hire in the history of American cabinets. <laughs> Why is that guy in the position? He's, he's completely worthless, completely worthless at that job.
but he's there because he's gay. He's got a husband instead of a wife, so they had to have him in, in that position. Why? Find somebody who knows what they're doing as transportation secretary. And I don't care if that person is black, white, polka dot. I don't care. Gay, straight, both, neither, whatever. I don't <laughs> care. Wow. Ah, it just shows you how much trouble we're in. Yep. Jeez. Then, of course, we've got the abortion situation. Uh, a lot of people are under the impression, hey, we fixed that with the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Nothing could be further from the truth. It did make things better in certain states. Texas, in fact, I think we've uh, decreased abortions by about half since the ruling. Maybe a little bit more than that. Part of the problem, though, is that it's harder now to get an abortion in Texas. So what do they do? They go to New Mexico. They go to California. And those places are increasing in their abortion rates. You know, when you have New York City and you have uh, black women having more abortions than giving birth to live babies, you know you've got an incredible problem. Except for Planned Parenthood, because that was their very goal from the beginning that Margaret Sanger set up, being the racist, eugenics-minded moron she was. The evil, evil witch that she was. So, what can we do? Well, you can donate uh, to Preborn. Preborn shows ultrasounds to expecting mothers who are considering abortion. And over half the time, after they see that baby... And hear the heartbeat and all of the things that come with it, they choose life. It's just so great. That's $28. Your donation of 28 bucks gets one woman, uh, one ultrasound. And it makes such a big difference. You can be a hero by giving a baby life. So please dial pound 250, say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby, or go to preborn.com slash pound. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. All right. Jeez. I mean, it's already started. Bang. We're right, right into the... Happy Monday. Outrage immediately. Isn't it great? Isn't it great? Okay. The events of the world dictate that. Make it necessary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Jeez. Ah. Uh... Have you seen the the video from Ontario, Canada, oh where where the air is apparently so polluted, you know, from the train derailment, um, that uh, the ice cream, the ice, not the ice cream. You can tell what I've got on my mind now that I can't have any. <laughs> the ice and frost up in Canada is is poisoned. Check this out. It's all rainbow colored. Is that when is she, that bad? When she starts chipping on it, you'll see. What color do you want it to be? Well, I mean, <laughs> white. I thought. I thought it was supposed kind of, to be like, kind of a clear yeah. sort of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But see that film on there? Yeah. That is gross. Wow. And again, that's Canada. Yeah. So this is just a local phenomenon. Don't worry about it. Don't even worry about it. And then look, it says "Thanks, Ohio, from Ontario." <sighs> wow. Oh, look how gross that is. Oh. Congratulations. Mm. 
Mm-mm-mm. But remember, it's safe to breathe the air there, yeah, and, drink and to the drink water. Just... And don't worry about the rashes that are breaking out mm-hmm. all over your body. Yeah. Uh, it's safe to scratch them. So go ahead okay. and do that, and uh, you should be fine. Remember we had the report <laughs> of the family that's already got respiratory yeah. illness, headed to the doctor. Um, but yeah, I mean, you, know, you, take, you could eat the soil. It's so clean. You just eat the dirt right there in your... Mm-hmm little town and drink the water we've seen the creeks and the riverbeds and all that it looks really really safe yeah i I wouldn't even worry about it uh apparently norfolk southern may be trying to get out of this disaster and put it behind them uh a little quicker than maybe they should they're trying to get people to sign waivers already oh but that was just an accident sure oopsie daisies are bad and this was the water they pulled from around their property oh, after the chemical release. Oh, wow. Last week, Caitlin says that Norfolk Southern, the company that operated the train, came to the door to test for toxins in their home. But before they could, they would need to sign this document. We were told that they were an independent testing agency. Before they could enter the premises, they handed us a contract. Um, the contract was essentially you know, to um, be able to get onto the property, uh, but also at the bottom was a hold harmless agreement. Mm-hmm. It states that upon signature, the landowner agrees to hold harmless the company for any huh. and all legal claims, <laughs> personal uh, injury, no. or property damage. She refused to sign. So if I get Good this for straight, her. Norfolk Southern essentially asked you to sign a hold harmless agreement in exchange for testing? Correct. And you did not sign? Correct. Would they give you the, the paper? They did not give us the paper. I asked if I could take a physical picture with my cell phone of the paper, and I did. Ohio oh, Senator J.D. Uh, Vance is outraged. We, we, we contacted Norfolk Southern right away, and the answer that they gave us, not joking, was that was an accidental indemnification agreement. Yeah. We didn't mean to give her that accidental. one. We gave her the wrong one. Oh. Okay, okay all right. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Come on, indeed. Uh-huh. Oops. Yeah, we're just shopping that around, and... Man, so many people just got the wrong piece of paper. I shoot. We didn't mean for that to happen. You grabbed at from all. the wrong stack before you <laughs> left the office. <laughs> Dummy. So a friend of the program, Abby Libby, did some research this past weekend uh, and notes that uh, the CDC updated their toxicological profile for vinyl chloride 11 days before the disaster in Ohio. What a coincidence. And, and I went to this site and I did a little control F for cancer. Because that's one of the things they supposedly took off of there. Because she provided a link to, you know how like the Wayback Machine, you can go and take a picture of a website from a time in the past. And it showed all of these references to cancer and all the harm that vinyl chloride can do to you and your body. And they hadn't updated that since 2006. Mm-hmm. And then 11 days ago, they thought, hey, days. let's... uh." Let's maybe go ahead and tweak that a little before bit. Before the accident. Before 11 days before the accident, Pat. That is weird, man. These are the things that give birth mm-hmm. to conspiracy theories. You got the, the plot of White Noise, that movie as well, right? Yeah. And, and there was also a pilot program that went into effect in January for residents there in East Palestine that you can track your health in, in case of a disaster. What? Welcome to another edition of... Amazing coincidences. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it's like this QR code program, mm-hmm. and like in case of an emergency, we got to be able to find you. But this town was chosen for the pilot. I don't know how many were, but East Palestine was one of them. Come on, what's happening here? Mm. Strange, right? Very. Yep. 
Anyway, happy Monday. What's going to happen when we actually find out the truth of all of this? It's just going to be, it's going to rock the planet. Uh, wow. I mean, we, they always wait, you know, till we've all forgotten about things. And then the truth comes out. Okay. Once it's, once the passion has died down a little bit, once our memories are not quite as clear of the event, then it pops up. For instance, uh, COVID-19 immunity. Oh, no. How many times have they told us that the vaccine is so much better and really there's no immunity to this naturally? So uh, you must get the vaccine. Otherwise, you're killing old people. You're killing grandmas. You're killing babies. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Well, now, now they're saying natural immunity provides at least as high, if not higher, levels of protection against COVID-19 as two doses of of the mRNA oh, vaccine. Of course, yes. <laughs> but uh, can you talk about this now? When it came from medical journals? <laughs> uh, it came from uh, The Lancet, which is one of the oldest and most respected medical journals in the world. Research analyzed 60, 65 uh, studies mm-hmm. from 19 different countries to determine the level of protection. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of, lot of news organizations like uh, wow. ABC, NBC, CNN, they all picked up on this story over the weekend. I mean, there's a headline from NBC, exactly what you just said. Wow, ta-da! Let, let's look at the headline from Mother Jones from May 12, 2020. See this one here? Anti-vaxxers have a dangerous theory called natural immunity. A dangerous theory called... Now na- it's going mainstream. This is from May of 2020. Are you kidding me? Everything like, we have said, Pat. Natural immunity That's, was a new concept? I'd Right? Ah. That was a conspiracy theory three oh years God. ago. Oh, my gosh. It's madness, Outrageous. Man. And it's like this with everything. Yeah, We're not the ones changing. Right. It's the science that's changing. Oh. More coming up in just a minute. Pat Gray Unleashed. Sorry for the Volodymyr Zelensky look uh, this morning, but <laughs> had to switch to a T-shirt. It's boiling hot in here. Sure Some reason is. our air is not working. It's 12 degrees in the studio directly behind us, but about 1,200 in our huh. studio. So that's I great. mean, they seriously have uh, like uh, heating pads and electric blankets in that room. Yeah, and yeah, because it's freezing cold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so today. Uh, maybe you have the day off. It's President's Day. All right. Just to celebrate all presidents, nobody in particular, you know. Uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson, <laughs> Jimmy Carter, oh, Millard guy. Fillmore. I mean, these these the important guys uh, who really shaped this shaped, nation. Shaped it, yeah. Yeah. yeah sure so did. great. Barack Obama. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. He deserves his own, like, Doesn't he? His week. own day or, or week mm-hmm. or what if it's Barack Obama month? Because right after Black History Month, mm-hmm. you could roll you could right go into it. Roll right into Barack Obama Month uh, in March, which would be terrific. I mean, Gerald Ford. Gerald his, Ford. His, yeah. Yeah. His propers today. Sadly, uh, Jimmy Carter's in hospice yeah. now. Yeah. That means it's pretty close to the end for him. He's 98, so he's lived a really long time. Oldest uh, still living ever president ever. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, 888-900-3393. Also, Pat Unleashed on Twitter. 
uh, another top Russian official had a little spill, took a fall out of their 16th floor window. They're calling it suicide. Uh, I keep trying to warn these Russian officials, stay away from windows. Do Would people over there get upset about this? Do they? Do they I don't. I don't know. I don't know if they're told. I, I don't know how uh, this continues, but that's one after another. I'd like to see the total because uh, it didn't have it in the story, but uh, it's a lot. It's it's a lot. Uh, amazing. Uh, over the weekend, saw this. You know, I'm not even a golf fan. Have you have you watched the golf documentary on <laughs> on the players? I, I'm not even a fan of it. <laughs> But I kind of became one watching uh, this documentary of golfers, um, all the contemporary ones. What's it called? Uh, it's called uh, Golfers. No, I don't know. <laughs> I forget what it's called. <laughs> uh, somebody will remind me. Huh. But it was really interesting and really good because they talked a little bit about the, and we've touched, touched on this in the past, the Live Golf Tournament from the Saudi Arabians. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. From the Saudis. They... The Saudis have a competing tour now to the PGA, and they're giving out humongous sums of money. They're trying to rehabilitate the image of Saudi Arabia through sports and and amazing architectural designs like the 75-mile city under one roof, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah. So that people will forget about their human rights violations. Yeah, the fact that they're murdering, uh, torturing and murdering journalists, journalists whatnot, yeah. so forth. Funding terrorist operations in America. Exactly. We're going to forget all that because they like golf. Right. And oh, they okay. they were able to convince <laughs> quite a few of the uh, golf world's biggest stars to yeah. come join them. And it, I, I just find it interesting because I... Until you're in that position, I don't know if you really know for sure what you would do. Mm. Phil Mickelson. Show me the money. Was given $200 million to join the Live Golf Tour. To play golf. $200 million. And $100 million of that was apparently up front. Here you go. That fixes your life financially forever. But yeah, but And the your children is... and your children's children. But here's the trade-off. You have to go play golf. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Please and don't. And they play less golf tournaments <laughs> during the year. So a lot of these guys are saying, well, you know, it's I, I can spend more time with my family, and I'm set for life. Uh, how do I not do that? How do you not? Seriously. Seriously. As the whole time I'm watching this, I'm like, what would I do here? I mean, that is tempting to be set forever. You're going to make more money than you ever imagined, even in the hugely profitable world of golf and uh do you ignore their human rights violations take them up on it now tiger woods was offered 700 million dollars and said no <laughs> that's i mean my hat's off to him my hat's off to him because mm. that would be tough and a lot of the top golfers uh we're all given this these outrageous sums of money. And what would you do? What would you do? Do you say no because of their human rights violations, or do you take care of your family forever? I mean, I, mean, I don't know. Who's perfect really in hard. this world? <laughs> Nobody. Right? Nobody, and you no, might justify uh, it that way. Sure. I'm not saying that, that Saudi Arabia is even close to that. 
But you can find fault with anybody yeah. that, that's signing a paycheck, right? Yeah. And you can justify almost anything when they're signing a paycheck that large. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? That's a fact. I, was, I just I, don't know what you would do. I was I don't kind know. of feeling a little Pat Grayish uh, this weekend. <laughs> I wanted to watch his documentary on the history of Spotify and how it came to be. Oh. And so I clicked on it. and I thought, oh, it's an hour long. I can totally watch this documentary on the history of Spotify. And it turned out it's an actual series that I was committing oh. to that I didn't realize. So it's Was it uh, good? Oh yeah, it's good. Yeah. yeah. But it's overdubbed. It's uh in Swedish, you know. Oh. It's, it's from Sweden. And, okay. But I mean, you can get past that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I thought it was good and and then it, then it went to a next episode. I was like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, wait, wait, what?" So anyway, six episode commitment if you're going to want to know the okay. history of Spotify. I mean, there's some smart people in this world that that have really made their mark and God yeah. bless them. Yeah. Uh, 888-900-3393, also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. One of the big golfers, I guess, Bruce Kepka, uh, was one that switched to the Live Tour. And, you know, of course, then you face all the all the questions from reporters. Hey, how did you do that based on Saudi Arabia's human rights violations? You think it's okay you just sold out to terrorists? Oh, I've got an answer. What's your answer? Oh, my answer is, oh, no, you're right. I should probably be uh, playing golf in America. You know, that country that blew up those pipelines that (laughs) keep people in Europe warm over the winter. But what's your next question? (laughs) I mean, you could do this all day. You could. All day. You sure could. But apparently he's having a little bit of, at least the rumor is, he's having some buyer's remorse and wants to go back to the Oh, really? The PGA has kind of revamped their tour a little bit and tried to offer more money. Like, they put in a couple of, of events during the year that if you win them, you make $20 million for that tournament. Second place is, I think, $6 million. Uh, Okay. <laughs> so, they've made some changes. I mean, there's a lot of money in golf. Uh, if only I were an accomplished professional golfer. Right. right. I mean, as one little Man. detail that you and I yeah. can't check that box. Uh, no. Uh, what's the food like in Saudi Arabia? Like, I, I got to know what kind of food I'm getting, you know. Surely they just make me anything, right? The hotel or something. And that's the thing. You don't even go to Saudi Arabia. They don't even do the – the tour doesn't go there. Oh, where do they play? None in the normal places. I think here in America, Oh, what? this is such a no-brainer. I know. I thought you had to relocate <laughs> you know, and play no. in the, 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 no. the Riyadh Open or whatever it is. The uh, only uh, thing you have to worry about is the cancel culture. Okay. Are they going to cancel you? So okay, I don't know. They've got plenty to cancel me for, so whatever. It's a tough choice, though. I, it's really tough because you know they're going to make your life Not miserable really. if you say yes. You don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, Phil Nicholson care. doesn't obviously doesn't care. Yeah, I'm going to take the two hundred million. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, even if that's not okay with you, I don't really care. Uh, we're going to be set forever. So totally taking that. Are you? Absolutely. I'm not even hesitating. <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever. What's I mean, that? if you're honest, it's almost impossible not to. <laughs> right? It's like, I just don't want to hear you murdering the journalist. Okay? Just sign the paycheck. <laughs> right. Hey, if I sign, do you promise not to do that anymore? Okay. Let cool. me just sign right here. And then that's that's your answer. You could say, I talked to them, mm-hmm. and I said, don't do that anymore. And they said, okay, we won't. So there. What's your next question? <laughs> and I asked them, hey, did you guys have anything to do with uh, Jamal Khashoggi being killed? And they said no. They said no. So, so what, I mean, what else do you I want? don't even know. I mean, what you your know, is. you know that every time you hear an official in this administration say, "Oh yes, uh, President Biden talked to uh, Xi about the human rights violations," yeah, bull crap. You know, if he did, 
it was something just like that. Like, hey, can mm-hmm. we get you to stop killing people over there and, and putting people in camps? Yeah. And then, uh, hey, can you treat the Uyghurs a little right, bit nicer? Right. And and then the answer is probably that? we'll take it under advisement. Thank you. And then they can go back to the press and we talked to them about yeah, it. We totally we insisted uh, that they stop their human rights abuses. We insisted. So, yeah, we're going to continue to strong business and, with China. And, and there's your counter. When the press guy comes up to you and says, hey, do you have any regrets signing with the Saudi Arabia, the live tour, you know, with all their human rights violations? You can just go, hey, uh, nice sneakers. Where are those made? Oh, China? Guess what they do there? I mean, you can do this yeah, all, all day. day with any country. Very true. I'm getting $200 million. That's a little the, better deal than you with your sneakers. The Saudis are just a little easier to criticize than most because they're, you know, quite high-profile problems that they have there. <laughs> but, you know, look at all the business, as you mentioned, look at all the business we do with China. And is there anybody worse at human rights violations than China? I, I don't think so. They're as bad or worse than Saudi Arabia. So, yeah, don't give me that high and mighty stuff. <laughs> I'm taking the 200 million. Hey, dang straight, man. <laughs> Jeez, that'd be really so amazing. Uh, all right. Meanwhile, the tide is definitely turning. Um, discussing the uh, network, the COVID um, yeah, we were just, shot immunity yeah. thing, which we mm-hmm. talked about a little bit. But also, Boise, there's a Boise Rite Aid pharmacist who's actually refusing to administer the vaccine now. All right, see? So there's, you know, we have these few doctors, and and they're presented as if they're on the extreme edge. These are just fringe kooks. Don't even listen to them, these YouTube guys. They don't know what they're talking about. They're quacks. Well, now you've got this pharmacist who's just saying, I'm not even going to administer this thing. It's just too dangerous. Yeah, yeah, and we only know about this story because somebody complained that they're uh – Appointment kept getting canceled. And they're like, what is going on here? Oh, wow. Yeah. So, uh, it, it, I mean, it's out in the open now. And prob- they'll probably boycott this particular pharmacy or fire this guy or who knows. Put him in prison for the rest of his life. Send him to Saudi Arabia so they can detain and torture him. <laughs> Wait, that escalated quickly. Wait, yeah, it did kind of, didn't uh-huh, it? Uh-huh, yeah. But, I mean, but that's how you do it. You make That's a, how you do it. You make you, somebody else torture him. Well, no, that's not where I was going. Oh. I was going to say, you know, you make a stand where you can. This pharmacist yeah. can. He's like, I'm canceling, or she, I think it's a girl. Uh, she's canceling appointments. Sorry, I'm not administering it anymore. And then this guy gets all butthurt, and he goes to the press and says, uh, I got my appointment canceled, and they won't give it to me. Well, it, maybe she's saving your life. So mm-hmm. you should send her a thank mm-hmm. you card. And the other thing is, if they won't, yeah, somebody else will. Right. If you want it so bad, go to a different pharmacy, stupid. Isn't it's that, not that hard. Isn't that what we say on the abortion pill? Yes. It's like, look, bro, you can get it, just not here. It's like we say with the bakers, the Christian bakers who don't want to do your you know, lesbian cake or whatever. Go somewhere else. No, I'd rather call. It, it's, it's much more convenient for me to call the press. And yeah. do an interview than to go across the street to that pharmacy. And try to get these people canceled. Mm-hmm. Try to take all their business away from them. Because they're not doing what I think they should be doing. <laughs> Man. Uh, all right. Let me tell you uh, about uh, iTarget Pro. Man, iTarget is so much fun and so easy and so inexpensive. 
it pays for itself in like one practice session. If you have iTarget, you uh, you know what I'm talking about. Have you ever seen competitive shooters practice timing drills on the range? Now you can do this at home. Imagine being able to do that anytime you want. Never spend a dime on ammo. That's what the all-new iTarget Cube does. The iTarget Cube is fully compatible with your existing laser bullets. They're not like Apple where they make everything uncompatible or incompatible uh, so that they can stick you with another purchase. Uh, that's not the case here. You can compete with friends. You can practice uh, clearing drills or use random mode to test your ability to react all while the system times every shot you take. And right now, save 10% plus get free shipping when you use the offer code pad. When you go to itargetpro.com, it comes in almost all calibers. From 9mm to 223, you can train with your AR-15 if you have one. It's the easiest and most cost-effective way to train. Pays for itself in a single day, and it's really high-tech and fun. That's the letter I, then targetpro.com, itargetpro.com, offer code PAT. That gray is unleashed. Mentioned this briefly on uh, overtime last week, but the U.S. government is not just tracking people who've gotten the shot; they're tracking you if you're unvaccinated as well. So, oh, that's good. Yeah, uh, they secretly have been tracking those who didn't get the COVID jab or are partially jabbed through a previously unknown surveillance program designed by the U.S. National Center for Health Statistics, a division of the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. So the CDC apparently has a surveillance unit that is spying on Americans. So that's good news. Yeah. Program was implemented uh, April 1st, 2022, and adopted by most medical clinics and hospitals across the U.S., uh, until January 2023. Yeah. Under this program, Sneaky. doctors at clinics and hospitals have been instructed to ask patients about their VAX status. And I notice they do that every single time. Yep. Which is then added to their electronic medical records as a diagnostic code. So oh. I guess what you should tell them is none of your business. Right, right. I've none been asked of your that business. one time, and that was my answer. Really? But my doctor, you know, the one I just had the little blow up with uh, yeah. the office, they didn't even ask me. This time, uh, I think that he doesn't care anymore. I know, I got, he, I know I, he doesn't care anymore. I got asked uh, at at the doctor's office I just went to for the first time. I got asked at the hospital oh, multiple really? times. Oh, yeah. boy. Yep. Are you vaccinated? Shut up. <laughs> there's your answer, right? There's your, there's your answer. HIPAA, shut HIPAA up. says shut up. Right. I don't have to tell you. So if you are telling them. Um, Stop. It's, yeah, it's insidious, and they're entering that into a database. These new codes are part of the government's plan to implement medical tyranny using vaccine passports and digital IDs. They're also tracking noncompliance with all recommended vaccines using the new ICD-10 codes and have implemented codes to describe why you didn't get a recommended vaccine. <laughs> None yet. <sighs> Jeez. They've also added a billable ICD code for vaccine safety counseling. Yeah. No. How about no? We're going to convince you one way or another. This is just so out of control. 
Yeah, don't think that this uh, talk of vaccine passports or all that, that's not going away. That's coming back. In fact, you know, it's already um, taken hold in parts of the world where they're implementing the WEF standards and, and on this exact thing. It's going to keep going. They've yeah. got their marching orders. That's yeah. the end game in this is to be able to track you every second of every day. Too much control involved here. They're not going to let it go. Once, once they've got their fingers into that pie... They're not taking them out. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray unleashed coming up. Pat Gray unleashed. Pat Gray is here mm-hmm. on the Blaze Radio Network. Got some tweets here. Gear Guts tweets, some years from now on a Friday afternoon where news stories go to die, they'll tell us the East Palestine train spill was actually a government readiness drill, and we'll all shrug it off by oh, Monday. God, I don't think yep. so. Yep. <laughs> uh, B. Bodine. Hey, Pat, in lieu of candy or other restricted treats, are we supposed to send pallets of cash to you guys since you dressed as Zelensky? Yes. Yes. Yes, you are. A care of keys. Yes. And I'll, I'll make sure you get it, Pat. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, I trust you. As far as I could throw you. Uh, Keith's Endless Hat Supply. Wow, Pat, listing all the very important presidents on President's Day, and you just skipped over James K. Polk? For shame. Oh, no. For shame. James K. Polk Tuesday. Uh-huh. Remember that? Those days don't come back. Yeah. They I literally do not <laughs> come back. I was always pushing for the James Garfield moment. But we okay. Never, we never got that. Yeah. Well, we just had it. You said his name. <laughs> hey, that was your James Garfield moment. You know, his claim to fame is the truth <laughs> shall set you free, but first it will make you miserable. Oh, that's a good line that we've used many, many times. Well, where do you, Glenn still does. Well, where do you think he got it? <clears throat> From James Garfield. Of course. Yes. Yes. That's, that's obviously directly. Obviously. Yeah. Um, but uh, man, that would have been a great presidency. Six months in, he got assassinated. Yeah, there was a couple guys like that. McKinley didn't last very long either. William McKinley, the uh, like a month first progressive. No, he was uh, a term plus. Was he? Because then, then his second term is when oh, Teddy is Roosevelt when he, was his he vice got president. Sick and died. No, 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 no. Right? No, he got assassinated, but it wasn't until much further who down the line. Who was the one who got a cold or pneumonia? Oh, or something that was, when he was um, out doing. That the... was uh, um, Harrison. Uh, uh, which one was it? One of the Harrison boys. Okay, you know. Yeah. Right. So proud of all the Harrison boys. It was not Benjamin, because Benjamin was the. It was uh, it was Kyle. It was Ky- <laughs> Kyle? Kyle Harrison, yeah, Kyle President Harrison. Kyle Harrison. So uh, Disney workers are rebelling now against CEO Bob Iger's return to the office mandate. He he just said, "Look, uh, you need to come in at least four days a week. Okay, it's not too much to ask. Just mm-hmm. come into work four days a week." Well, 2,300 employees now have signed a petition begging him to abandon the new rule uh, after he laid off 7,000 workers. You know, they, they're going to cave to this. Uh, I would guess, I, I would bet $100 on it that mm. Bob Iger caves. Because that's what happens now. Really? Yeah, they don't stick to their guns anymore. They don't say, okay, if you don't want to come into the office, go work somewhere else. No, they give in to these little darlings. Yeah, I don't know, because think about this. Disney is cutting, they're hemorrhaging employees. Yeah, they are. So they're like, okay, well, yeah. you just made my decision easy. You're one of the 
seven thousand that are going to get the axe here. That would surprise me, but we'll see. Okay, we'll see. Maybe he will. It was William Henry Harrison who died on his thirty-second day in office. Okay, don't give speeches in the rain. I think is yeah, that's that's what we all learned from that, and uh, so many of us have lived by that (laughs) since. Right. Oh, man. I guess a lot of people are wondering about the uh, government tracking thing. Mm-hmm. Now, all of this is according to uh, Dr. Robert Malone, and I, I believe the guy. I oh, trust yeah. him. Oh, yeah. Another thing he said recently is that, look out. It could very well happen where they're already talking about, I can't believe this, but I can. Putting mRNA, I, I forgot what he said specific to, like, bovines, right? You know, but in, in cattle. Mm-hmm. And then it's in the food system. Oh, wow. And then before you know it, oh, congratulations, you have mRNA in you. <sighs> I mean, that right there is reason to become a vegetarian right there. Right. Or, or, or mm. I was going to say grow your own cows, but I don't know if you just add water. But just know a rancher. That's where you get your meat. So according to Robert Malone, the program was implemented... Uh, a year ago, April 1st. The tracking one, uh-huh. Yeah, but didn't become universally accepted and adopted by most medical clinics and hospitals until this January. That's the question you ask your month. doctor. Do you guys uh, enter right. in a code for those of us that aren't vaccinated? Oh. I mean, if they, if, they, if they go like this, if they go, well, okay, yes, they do. But if they go, oh, hell no. And if then, they're not asking you. If they're not asking, you don't have to worry about it. You don't it. have to worry about yeah. it. Yeah. But if they are asking you, and many do, I've experienced myself multiple times. Bottom line is just don't answer the question. So doctors, clinics, hospitals have been instructed to ask patients about their VAX status, which is then added to their electronic uh, medical rep- records as a diagnostic code known as the ICD-10 code without their knowledge or consent. Now, how does this conform to HIPAA laws? I mean, that's all we are now. It's just numbers, right? So when they ask you... Uh, ask them, hey, uh, <laughs> what happened to HIPAA laws? Do you subscribe to them? Do you abide by the HIPAA law? Or Then don't ask me. Don't ask me my vaccination status because it's none of your business. Now, at the top of the program, um, you kind of mentioned that you had a lot of died suddenlies. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you have, if you want to hit those now because this would be an opportunity for YouTube to, to de-platform us again, take us off for a week. Um, <laughs> Yeah. But uh, it's a good chance to remind people we're on Rumble now. Are we back on today? Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I think we're I think we're good now on YouTube for, okay. for the next five minutes. For YouTube. the time being. YouTube.com slash Pat Unleashed. But don't forget Rumble.com slash Pat Gray mm-hmm. Unleashed. And don't forget BlazeTV.com slash Pat. There you go. Okay, get over there, y'all. A New Jersey mother wants answers after her 12-year-old son died after collapsing during a no-contact football practice. I saw this. Sixth grade. He's a sixth-grade student student at Kip Rise Academy in Newark. They were running drills on the 10th of this month when he collapsed and became unresponsive. His mom said he was so happy to be there. He he didn't know that it was going to be his last day. So he had a brother there, and his brother called his mom real quickly, and she says, I said to him, what are they doing? What is anybody doing for him? And the brother said they're pouring water on him, and they're fanning him. Uh-uh. Oh, jeez. That's when I got my kids together, and I said, I'm on my way. But it was, it was too late. 12-year-old. 
Now, are you going to tell me that 12-year-olds drop dead from heart events all the time? This has been going on forever? A 12-year-old. We've got an award-winning actor dead at 39 um, over in India mm. had a heart attack because heart attacks in their 30s. So common. So common. And um, I hope Tom Sizemore pulls through, but it doesn't sound good. He has a brain aneurysm, and his family says, mm, it's not looking good. Mm. Hopefully that... Vaccinated? That I don't know. Okay. I'm just... Yeah. We don't know about the 12-year-old either, nope. so maybe he wasn't even vaxxed. I don't know. But something strange is going on. I think we can all noodle that out for ourselves. This is not normal. It's not okay. At least... Authorities should be looking into it. Yeah, and, and don't forget Britain. Over 400 excess deaths per day in that country. Wow. Wow. Something's so, going on, right? Well, yeah, and that's that's why you should go to the, what's it called, Bad Batch? Or is it um, just Batch.com? Howbadismybatch.com. And just prepare yourself. We've had some padheads uh, commenting on Twitter that, oh, my gosh, I went and saw that, yep, there's been people that have had... Uh, Problems with Problems, their batch. Yeah, and it's my, it's, you know, same lot number or whatever. And you're like, oh, my God. It makes sense that there were batches that aren't good because there's so many people who've had no problem. My wife among them, just no problems at all. She didn't have any side effects at all from her shots. Uh, she hasn't been boosted, but she got she got the full vaccination. Uh, and, you know, maybe that was just a good batch. There's been others where, you know, they've had problem after problem after problem. And doctors have talked about this, about how the lipids will rise up to the top. And if that's, you know, where your batch is from, then mm. there's chances. Uh, then you're dealing with issues usually. Yeah. And we had a padhead who's, uh, I think, son-in-law, uh, military, top physical condition, just diagnosed with myocarditis. Oh, geez. Um, and the list, I mean, it goes on and on. Um, I know the mm. Stephen Kirsch uh, posted something where... Um, this is, follow me, this is, okay, stem cell procedure I performed, he's from a military doctor, stem cell procedure I performed this week um, for stem cell harvesting uh, shocked me. I was a triple vax patient, um, and it formed, listen to this, formed white fibrous blood clots in real time while I was extracting. Wow. He says, I have photos, I'll send them to you, first one I've ever seen. And we talked about those Form, blood clots right. that look like beef jerky in your veins. Gosh. Yeah, but hey, you know what? Um, there is a case worth watching. It, it just went before a Trump-appointed judge uh, here in Texas, and it was a whistleblower, Pfizer, who was who's taking them to court. And I know that I don't understand the levels of immunity, but this one is that hey, you didn't test this stuff properly. You didn't uh, do what you're supposed to do. You lied about it. And so the court date is set. Pfizer's trying to get it um, thrown out. out. But March 1st. Mm -hmm. So um, that's hmm. that's when it shows up in court. Uh, I think it's in Beaumont, Texas. And we'll see. We'll see if anything comes of that. Well, and they've, you know, they've been protected by the government because uh, Big Pharma is good now for, for Democrats. <laughs> um, used to be bad. but yep. And then every once in a while. Biden will still claim victory over them. We we beat Big Pharma, <laughs> did you? No, you didn't beat them. Uh, you slept with them. You, you got into owned. bed with them. You are owned by Big Pharma, my friend. Jeez. Mm. And, and and there was a uh, the Today Show had this article that said um, 
young people are more likely to die of heart attacks post-COVID. No. But why? <laughs> wow. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure that's completely unconnected to any vaccine situation. What? Though. Oh, no. I, I thought we were leaving it. But why? <laughs> uh, then we've got uh, the wonderful... Wonderful world of climate change. Mm. They will not let go, and they just keep getting more and more ridiculous all the time. (laughs) Skiers are urged now uh, by the sports governing body to act over climate crises and the lack of snow. Top skiers have signed a letter to the International Ski and Snowboard Federation, the FIS, as many of us refer to it, demanding action over the climate emergency, according to the Guardian newspaper. This season, there's been a notable lack of snow across (laughs) Alpine resorts. That's never happened before. I don't know if you're uh, aware of that, but uh, Hmm. this is the first time time. ever there hasn't been as much snow as they thought there was going to be. Well, we've been waiting for this day, right? We have. Where you'll have to tell your grandchildren <laughs> what snow was and what it looked like. Uh, so that's on us now, I guess. We're finally there. <laughs> Weather weirding. Uh, so it's left holidaymakers disappointed. It's caused some ski tournaments to be called off. Hmm. I wonder, why did they have snow machines built? So that sometimes, <laughs> you know... In the years where there's not as much snow. Those are brand new. They make this snow. Yeah, that's brand new. They oh, just, okay. They just, just this year. They just realized, hey, okay. there's something we need, huh. snow, and huh. let's, let's invent something. Yeah, don't tell that to California where they've had record snowfall. Remember that mountain that had like well over 400 inches of snow? Yeah. Okay. It's called cycles. Well, of course, according to this, global heating has meant that there's no longer guaranteed snow. There's never been guaranteed (laughs) snow at some of the top ski areas, with the situation predicted to get worse as the planet heats and weather becomes more erratic. They say this every year, and then you'll have record snowfall amounts. Uh, Now leading athletes have called for the FIS to overhaul its sustainability strategy uh, as it is lacking. They've asked for a more geographically reasonable race schedule to reduce carbon emissions. (laughs) (laughs) As often the races entail uh, flying across the world multiple times, this year the men's circuit will have traveled from Europe to North America and back twice. Bastards. Single-handedly. Killing us all. Killing it, yeah. Uh, they're also asking for the ski season to be changed to keep up with the climate breakdown. They've suggested <laughs> shifting the start of the season from late October to late November and the end of the season from mid-March to late April. Okay. The seasons have shifted, yeah. and in the interest of us all, we need to adapt to those new circumstances. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, better, better change, y'all. There you go. So with all this crazy climate catastrophes and all sorts of stuff like that mm-hmm. you know obviously deaths from climate must be getting out of control right Let, let's see this chart from weatherbell.com our buddy joe bastardi posted this um this deaths last, from climate and non-climate right last hundred catastrophes. years here. last hundred years okay you can see that climate related deaths uh-huh. have gone down wow non-climate related deaths have stayed steady uh-huh 
So it looks like huh. the climate-related deaths are like you know even less now than non-climate-related deaths. So shut up. What a great graph. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. That's awesome. So 100 years ago, Jeez. half a million people died from climate-related catastrophes. Today, now it's below 50,000. Yeah, it's it's like 20,000 now. It looks oh like. Oh my gosh. All right, let me tell you about Eden Pure Thunderstorm System. You can purify the air in your home. You can get healthy, clean, fresh-smelling air, eliminate odors, kill mold and mildew and bacteria and viruses. The Eden Pure Thunderstorm Air Purifier uses oxy technology that naturally sends out O3 molecules into the air, which seek out odors and air pollutants in your home, and it destroys them. doesn't just cover them up with perfumey smells. It's called the thunderstorm because it purifies the air in your home and provides you with pure, fresh air, just like after a thunderstorm. And right now, this is so great. You can save $200 on an Eden Pure Thunderstorm 3-pack for whole home protection. You'll get three units for under $200, just a fraction of the cost compared to the other air purifiers that can go for over $600. So, put one in your basement, your bedroom, your family room, your kitchen, wherever you need to freshen the air. There is no filters to change. It's so easy. They come ready to go. You just plug it in, turn it on, and you're there. With this special offer, you're getting three units for under $200. Go to EdenPureDeals.com, put in the discount code PAT, and save $200. That's Eden, E-D-E-N, EdenPureDeals.com. Discount code Pat. Shipping is free. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Welcome. We've got some tweets here. The Baron of Bubbles <laughs> tweets. When are they going to arm the CDC like they did the IRS? Oh. Wouldn't be surprised if they're already armed. No kidding. CDC. Oh, speaking of the CDC, did you see where, um, you know how we talked about they uh, they added the COVID vax as a recommended thing for kids going back to school? And mm-hmm. so many of these places are, are going to, um, school districts are going to require that. But um, they're, they're now, uh, it's not just that. It's, uh, it's like, it's a triple dose thing. Like, hmm. it's not just the one shot and you can come in. You've got to have... You got to be boosted. I mean, it's just—it's insane. It's insane what they're doing to our kids. Yep. And, and they you, just keep going no matter what. Yeah. Look at that. Thank you, Kayla. Put that up there. Remember that? Uh, you. But had, that's all about the science. Yeah. Thing. You had said, that's "Hey, why, look at that." Tyler Morgan sent us that picture. They're they're taping the Jeez. masks onto the kids. Oh, that's right. The autistic kid. Yeah. Because they won't keep on. They won't keep their mask on. So we're gonna duct tape it right. to their face. So that's from a year ago. But Jeez, still, I'd be pissed. Yeah. There's no study in the world that shows that masks work that well. Thank you, Dr. So you're never going to get the kind of benefit from mandatory year-round masking. Thank you. As you would from Uh, making substantial improvements in indoor air quality. But it's a lot easier to implement as well. Why would you put your kid in a school? Oh, man, I don't know. Kim Pollard tweets, Why do we have to change our way of life for a few who want to ski when the rest of the country doesn't? Geez, Noah's a privilege now. (laughs) From Jimmy Dimples, I remember reading they predicted in 2000 that snowfalls are now just a thing of the past. Yeah, we've played the montage of Democrats saying all that multiple times. <laughs> Before we experienced a bunch of cold snaps uh, less than a decade later. Coincidental giblets? Guaranteed snow? I'm unaware of a snow clause in the Constitution. <laughs> uh, and from Congress's private piracy, 
Uh, clearly, now that Pat's on such a restricted diet, he needs kale and kale derivatives. No. Ooh. I'd have to be, I'd have to be uh, well, dead. Uh, you'd have to jam it down my dead throat. <laughs> so that's not even <laughs> a... Uh, that's not a no. Not even a consideration, the kale? But this, oh, like an apple, that's my new ice cream. You get, well, oh, no. Yeah, pretty much. Hold on. That's a mm-hmm. sad phrase. I love it, though. An uh, apple is my new ice cream. Apples, oranges... Bananas, because they're like they're kind of high in carbs, and I only get forty-five per. So, okay, so here's I think a an apple's thirty. Okay, I know how sugar is is <clears throat> your enemy mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. What about natural sugars like in apples and oranges? And yeah, stuff it's like still kind of. I mean, it's Risky? better. It's, it, it's better, but it, it's the carbs really that I'm supposed to watch, and so. Huh. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, enjoy your mm-hmm. bag of ice cream over there. <laughs> I am. I am enjoying it. <laughs> then I've got this thing, you know, mm. this uh, little. Oh, yeah. uh, because at the very beginning, I, I can't even imagine people who've been dealing with diabetes for their whole life or for 20 or 30 years or whatever, and you got to jab your finger and go through that whole thing and yeah. and squeeze blood out. And it, it's really not as easy as, as you think. Oh, I mean, gosh. it doesn't really hurt that much. But it's just hard to continually get blood out of your fingers uh-huh. over and over and over. And it's got to be a certain amount. Otherwise, the unit that, you know, measures it doesn't have enough. And you'll get an four error message. A, four times a day. People four do. times a day. Yeah. So time consuming. Then I got this. Yeah. So if you're listening, you're not seeing this. It's a little device that you just you stick it, to your arm. How does it stay on? Just stickiness? Yeah. And what is it? what is it doing right now? Uh, right now it's just sitting here. But if, when I take my iPhone oh, okay. and put it up to it, it shows me my glucose level. Oh, cool. It is the greatest invention in the history of mankind. Would you say that since your unfortunate event, mm-hmm. you're using your phone a little bit more these days? Oh, yeah, much. <laughs> like four times a day uh. at least. So, yeah, if, if your insurance will cover it or whatever, uh-huh. highly recommend either the Libre or the Dexcom. Uh-huh. This happens to be the Libre. Okay. Two, I think. And so, so that that so that reading tells you, hey, you're cool. Yeah. But what if, if you're it, in your range? Okay. Or and whatever. what if what if you're like, oh crap, I'm too much blood sugar right now? Then what do you what's your reaction? Insulin. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I you, mean, either way, you're gonna put you're gonna get insulin. Oh really? I was gonna mm-hmm. ask you. Could you go days without putting? No. It, if it was in the range mm-hmm. naturally. Nope. I'm almost always in the range now, but. Yeah. You know, it's controlled with the insulin. Okay. So. All right. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. And again, can't imagine what you go through when you've been dealing with with this for a long time. I've been dealing with it for, what, two weeks? How I Everybody I tell about your numbers when mm-hmm. you went into the hospital mm-hmm. do not understand how you're still among the living. <laughs> yeah, that is. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. So, so, okay. You're Superman. You, you mm-hmm. powered through. Leading mm-hmm. up to that, did you have like um, I'm talking months? I mean, like mm-hmm. looking back, yeah. Were there ever like moments where you were lightheaded or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And did you know, you do on, the, about that? on the air, I, like especially the day or two before this happened, uh, uh, I think I was a little loopy on the air at least one of those days. Well, remember the okay? Do you recall you did a song? Yeah. And you remarked like how tough that was. Like it's never. It's uh-huh. never is a strain for you to like 
you know, yeah, but that belt was. out. And I remember mm-hmm. you saying, boy, that took a lot out of me. You know, I thought, mm-hmm. looking back, I was like, oh, looking back, oh. yeah, you seeing some of the telltale signs? I am. I think so. Well, you take care of yourself, would you? Thank you, I will. And uh, at least I'll try. And no more sugary drinks. Right. Your teeth will thank you, too. Uh, when you get super low, like I've crashed a few times, and it's been under what it's supposed to be, uh, then you can, you know, then you... You do things like drink half a can of soda to get it back up. Oh, wow. You know, really quick, because it's really dangerous when it's too low. You could lapse into a coma, which, I mean, it's just fun. You know? Uh, and the possibilities and the options are just endless. Be careful. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 888 More coming up. Huh. So here's how much electricity prices have surged in parts of New England this winter. For some drivers of electric vehicles and hybrids, it's now more expensive to charge your car than fill up your car. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Dang, dude. <laughs> Power rates across the region have jumped an average of 30% since last summer. Gas prices have receded well below their peak of June 2022. Web engineer Matt Kane, who lives in Amherst, Mass., said he ran a price comparison when his electricity bill shot up in January and found that his overall cost for utilities had climbed a whopping 50%. 50. (laughs) We have a Prius Prime that we normally drive around town, and we drive most most of it on electricity. It's now 50% more expensive than fueling it with gas. Jeez. Uh, He said the price hike hasn't changed his driving habits, but it has prompted his wife, who works at a local community college, to charge the car at work where Uh, it's cheaper. That's smart. Yeah, if they let you. Uh, On Reddit, other EV owners have noted the uh, rising recharging costs, too. One Massachusetts resident said their power company, National Grid, Jacked up the local electricity prices to 44 cents per kilowatt hour, three times the national average. Uh, I think ours has gone up, what, it's doubled yeah. maybe to 14 cents yep. in Texas. So we're getting off easy. 14. I mean, 14 cents sucks. I can't imagine 44 cents per kilowatt hour. Oh, jeez. Uh, but, you know, welcome to environmentally friendly uh, America. <laughs> Man, that's rough. Got some uh, tweets here. Mistress JoJo tweets, the skier should go to Utah after all. It's the greatest snow on earth. It's right on their license plate. It must be true. Oh, all right. Yeah. And the, apparently the snow's abundant this year there. Uh, Zach McMines plus Salt Lake City and the ski resorts around it. It's just, there's no better place. I mean, you're going to have Colorado. What do you have to drive? An hour to get to a ski resort? These are all, I, I don't know. There's like. 48 beautiful ski resorts within about 38 seconds of Salt Lake City. Hold on. Within 38 seconds. seconds? Yeah, 38 seconds. Is it crowded to get like all these? No. There's so many of them. Wow. That uh, it's not crowded. It's not crowded. (laughs) Uh, From Zach McMines, human population line needs to be put on that climate chart. That's a great point. Really good point. Yeah, because... So the deaths from climate and non-climate catastrophes, almost 500,000. 100 years ago. And now, you know, about 20,000. And then, yeah. And if you were to 
consider the population right. increase during that it's time. It's even more impressive of a wow. chart. It's outrageous. That's awesome. Good point. 79 Model Chris tweets, One would think that a flaming liberal like Mayor Pete would jump at the chance to render aid to a community with Palestine in its name. Oh. Meritocracy <laughs> slug, don't eat the kale. It's really bad for your thyroid. Yeah, that's why I don't do it. Oh, that's why. Oh, yeah, that's why. You're that's ahead of the why. curve. That's why right. you knew something before any of us exactly. did. Exactly. Exactly. It's the, it's the Been thyroid. trying to take care of myself by not having kale. And so, and then the diabetes took advantage of your blind spot. Right. You were focused over on the thyroid. <laughs> right. And it was like, oh, we'll show him. When it attacked everything else. Hmm. Uh, Zelda Lilbert 10, half a banana is 15 uh, grams of carbs. Yeah, but a full banana is 30. Oh, right? no. Are you having to do metric now? Like, remember, like, no. grams, grams and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I mean, some of the stuff is measured in, in metric, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be the depth of me because there's no way to convert it. Uh, TV Nicole 67, all sugars are natural. All right, smart aleck. <laughs> I mean, if there's sugar in a product and it's actual sugar, yes, that actually came from a natural source called, if I'm not mistaken, sugar cane, right? So Look at you. There you go. Put that in your Noodled butt. that right mm-hmm. out. <laughs> In Oxford, England, the citizens are pushing back against the WEF's 15-minute city plan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're protecting. Uh, and they were protesting. They're right? protesting. This, this weekend, I mean, yeah. big they're deal protesting going on there. in Oxford. And of course, because they're protesting this, Antifa has to show up. Oh, shut up! And help the totalitarian authoritarians on the left yeah. get their way. Yep. And here's a little clash. Look at the thugs mar- marching through the street there. Can you believe this? I mean, that tells you everything you need to know about Antifa. Yep. They are the ones that show up to support big government and fascist plans. Right. <laughs> I swear. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense, but we knew that going in. Uh, but among the citizens uh, pushing back was this 12-year-old girl. She had a message for um, for Klaus Schwab mm-hmm. and the global elites, All right. which is fun. I could stand here and say more or less what other people are going to say about the effect of these 15-minute neighborhoods, soon to become digital ID facial recognition zones. Let's say my friend lives in zone 3 and I'm in zone 1. If, for example, I went to my friend's house in zone 3, my parents normally come and pick me up in, it, in their car. It only takes 10 minutes. So does that mean that they would have to go round the ring road and back into town again? Hmm. If my mum or dad had to drive round the ring road, it would take 30 minutes. 30. Causing much more pollution and leaving a much bigger carbon footprint. They will say, you can walk home. Would that be safe for me to walk home? Me as a 12-year-old walking home in the dark alone. Is that really going to be safe? Then they will say, oh, don't worry about that. We've already thought of that. You'll be safe. We will have a thousand cameras on the streets following you and tracking you all the way home. Oh, and just remember, it's for your safety. (laughs) What? Are you serious? Do you really think I want to be watched every second of the day? Are you serious? (laughs) Thousands of cameras tracking my every move until I get home. At this point, I have to ask, 
Is my safety that important to me that I want to be followed by cameras all the way home? Or do I prefer to have freedom than privacy? For your information, I still wouldn't feel safe. No amount of cameras is going to stop someone who wants to attack me. I want to be safe, but not to the extent that I am prepared to give up my freedom and my privacy to have it. As a 12-year-old, I am really concerned about my future. Mm -hmm. And to Klaus Schwab, I say this. How dare you! <laughs> How dare you steal my childhood and my future. Awesome. And the future of all children by enslaving us in your crazy digital surveillance prison. The anti-Greta Van Thunberg. So great. What is she, 12? 12 years old, yep. That's great. That's really fun. She had a nice crowd gathered there, too, to yeah, listen a, to her. That was a big deal. Oxford's not taking this 15-minute city stuff laying down, that's for sure. Yeah, good. Good. How dare you? <laughs> Thank you. Uh, all right. You turn on the news or open up Twitter these days, and one thing becomes blatantly obvious. The world's in desperate need of godly men. That's what inspired Jason Whitlock to organize Fearless Army, Roll Call, an all-day event to encourage men to put on the full armor of God to take a stand against the evil forces destroying American culture. Uh, so at this conference, you're going to hear inspiring speeches from J Jason, several special guests that will inspire you to, to be a better husband, a better father, and witness of Christ. Roll Call will inspire, uplift, and entertain. So join hundreds of like-minded men in Nashville on April 15th, tax day, for this important conference. Tickets will likely sell out, so secure yours today by going to fearlessarmyrollcall.com. Fearless Army rollcall.com uh, to reserve your spot today. So if you want to see Jason's show, you can you can go there. You can go to blazetv.com slash pat. Use a promo code COVIDTRUTH20 and you get 20% off a Blaze subscription too. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Uh, the Washington Post has ranked the 2024 potential Democrat candidates. You talk about a week Field, if Republicans can't win in 2024, uh, we're never going to be able to win again. That's my thought on this. Uh, uh -huh. It's just, it's impossible. I mean, and if it if it's rigged, you're not going to win regardless. So, yeah, if if it's rigged, uh, just saying. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I'm counting on it not being. No, it's, it's they cleaned it up. All those states. <clears> yeah, everything's problem. fixed. We're good. Everything's fine. So listen to the list of candidates at number ten. J.B. Pritzker. Gosh. Who? Illinois. Okay. Yes. J.B. Pritzker, the governor of Illinois. Nobody talks about this guy. Yeah, the people there hate him from what he did uh, during lockdowns and COVID stuff. Yeah, there's another one of those on mm. this list. In fact, several. But um, uh, he, his recent State of the State address had a decidedly nationalized feel. And so most people think, oh, okay, mm. yep, he's preparing. I mean, J.D., he's got no chance. None. At number nine, Josh Shapiro, Pennsylvania governor. And the Washington Post says, Josh Shapiro might be part of a deepening Democratic bench. <laughs> that he's deepening the bench? Josh <laughs> Shapiro? Yeah, Josh Shapiro. Shapiro. Say that five times fast. There's a new conventional wisdom forming that it's not so much that Democrats have a weak bench, it's that... The strong part is relatively new. So this is the strong part? 
you got to feel good about that because, come on, there's no way. You got to get these guys and gals in the national limelight before we realize who they are. You're because right. then by the time right. that we wake up to who these people are. It's too late. Yeah, it's too late for them to sneak them in. Bernie Sanders is number eight. Okay, well, I stay Number correct. eight? <laughs> uh, he's kept his options open, despite at one point indicating the 2020 campaign was very likely to be his last run for president. He's 81 right now. So two years from now, obviously 83. Come on. No, thank you. At number seven, the ever-popular Amy Klobuchar. Oh, gosh. Really? Are you even going to make the point that she's a potential candidate? There's no. Can she really run again? She got, what, 0.1% of the vote before? Wow. Then we've got uh, <laughs> the ever-wonderful, ever-popular Gretchen Whitmer. You talk about nightmares during the pandemic. Wow. She was about as bad as it gets. She really, she did everything uh, that Cuomo did in New York, too, with the, with the, uh, the elderly. Mm-hmm. Jamming COVID patients into nursing homes. Killing our elderly. Number five. He's just ranked, ranked fifth. Uh, and I think, I think Gavin Newsom might be the strongest candidate they have. He's embarked on a quest to make his party more aggressive. Uh, he's been aggressive toward Florida Governor Ron DeSantis because Ron DeSantis is uh, doing a good job and Gavin Newsom is pathetic. <laughs> well and uh, he's a little bit jealous and so he's attacking uh, he's attacking DeSantis on a regular basis. At number four, Colorado Governor Jared Polis. <laughs> I mean, Mm-mm. this is... This is pathetic. This is the best you could do? Seriously, you might as well drag out Richard Gephardt. Why don't you do that? Because uh, at least they're bigger names. At number three, Kamala Harris. That's pretty bad. When the vice president of the United States is only the third strongest candidate on the list, uh, you know something's wrong with, with her situation right now. At number two... You have a guess? Oh, gosh. Um, <clears throat> Who's left? I mean, besides Biden. I swear. If, if you say Hillary Clinton. No, it's not Hillary. Al Gore. Not Al. Uh, <laughs> this might surprise you just a tad. Okay. Pete I was Buttigieg. about to say Pete. I can't believe this. Pete this Buttigieg. guy is so horrible. He's done a an abysmal job <laughs> yes. as transportation secretary. <laughs> so he's got... What? Two claims to fame. He's transportation secretary yeah. right now. He was mayor of South Bend, Indiana. Uh, three. He's gay. Oh, he's gay. Okay, right. <laughs> That's probably his biggest, not probably, it's his biggest acc- accolade. That's what's going he's for gay. him, right? Yeah, it is what's going for him. It's the only reason anybody mentions him. It's the only reason he's talked about. Hmm. So he's in the number two position, according to the Washington Post, and then, of course, President Biden, um, it's still up in the air, I think, as to whether or not he's going to run for sure. Yeah, uh, that announcement hasn't come. Are the holidays over? Have we gotten past Christmas yet? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, he was supposed to make the big announcement, right? Yeah, right he, after he, Christmas. He went on a little retreat with mm-hmm. uh, the doctor, mm-hmm. Dr. Jill, mm-hmm. and uh, it was expected on the other side. He was going to announce his future plans. And, and he hasn't done it yet. And you know, all that's happened since then is this... Uh, Leaking uh, or his uh, the classified documents that he had, 
mm-hmm. you thought, okay, well, now he's totally done because the well, deeps, now nobody's even talking about that. Right. The Democrat Party made sure that that became a thing uh, to get mm-hmm. him out, squeeze him out. But whatever. We'll see. And now he he's in Europe mm-hmm. uh, hanging out with uh, Volodymyr Zelensky. At least he was in Ukraine today. I think he's left by now. Uh, but he's promising them the moon. Uh, again, we're going to give him another massive package. <laughs> and there's talk, you know, we just gave him the, or, a, or a, are about to give him the M1 Abrams tanks. They also want fighter jets. Now, Vladimir Putin has said that Western fighter jets in Ukraine would be the final straw. So do we, do we go ahead with that anyway? Yeah, and it sounds like, China and Russia are getting closer to their own uh, official military alliance over there. Yeah, they are. And they are. I mean, yeah. and they're going to keep pushing us for fighter jets. They want air superiority. But even if we gave them, you know, the best we have, the F-32s, who's going to fly them? Being a fighter jet pilot takes extensive training. You don't just get into the cockpit and start flying F-32s. <laughs> Here are the keys. You know, during the uh, early days of Vietnam, uh, our fighters were being dominated by the Soviet MiGs. And uh, they were being shot down. Our planes were being shot down at a rate of 9 to 1. 9 to 1. And so our guys were starting to think, that the MiG was some kind of magical superplane that just couldn't be defeated. Mm. And we just kept losing our planes over and over and over. So finally, we got a hold of a, a Soviet MiG. I think it came from an Iraqi defector, if I remember correctly. And they transferred it to the U.S. And they studied it at Area 51. And they went over it with a fine-tooth comb. And they, they checked the systems. They checked everything down to the windshield wipers. If they had windshield wipers. Um, <laughs> and they what they came up with was, this jet's no better than, than ours. In fact, it might not be as good as ours. So they, they determined it wasn't the jet. It was the pilot. Uh, so... What they did was start training our pilots better. And that's where things like uh, Top Gun came from. You know, to train our pilots to be the best in the world. And it worked. It completely turned around the air battle. Um, In fact, not only did we start dominating the Soviet MiGs the rest of the Vietnam War, but we've dominated every air battle in every war since. In fact, we haven't lost... One of our fighter jets in I don't know how many wars, probably since Vietnam. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. So it, it's amazing. And I, it, any talk of giving them uh, jet fighters, I think is ridiculous. Unless you're going to have our pilots fly them. And then at that point. And you better not. You're at war. Yes. Uh, at that point, we're at war with Russia, period. Is that what you want? You know, I wouldn't be surprised, though, if that is what the Biden administration wants. What is the case if you're the president of the United States, short of saying, I've got to hide all of our bio labs in Ukraine and I've got to hide all the dirty deeds of me and my family. If you were going Mm -hmm. in front of the American people trying to sell them on actually sending troops to Ukraine, what what would you say? I mean, that isn't going to be a similar um, argument 
than for Vietnam, right? Yeah. I think you just have to hope that people don't remember what it was like with Vietnam. I think you have to I think you have to hope that uh, that's too distant a memory and we don't remember how our involvement got started there with all the with all the trainers, with all the advisors and attaché. Oh and, no, uh, wrong guy, wrong guy. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, attachés were not part hairdressers. Yeah, <laughs> seriously though, it's like uh, this doesn't end well, Pat. I don't, I don't like the trajectory. Yeah, I don't either. On. I don't either. And when you only have pretty much Matt Gates screaming about it, it's, it's hard to win this battle. You got one Republican saying, okay, can we stop with the expenditures to Ukraine? we got our own problems here. Let's deal with those. Okay? We're flat broke. We're in debt $31 trillion. We're on the way to $46 trillion in 10 years. Yeah. Uh, maybe we could cut back a little bit. And, and it's hard to get into the mind of a modern-day liberal for me because they're all over the map. You know, things that used to be anti-war, and now they're gung-ho for— continuing to to send tax dollars and print up dollars for Ukraine. Yeah. Um but I guess I guess uh, uh my question is um uh if 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 we're faced with this possibility of war with Russia, can we just say this? Because I think that the the left really likes the United mm -hmm. Nations and they like the whole peacekeeper thing and the election observers. Mm -hmm. Can we just say all right, look, you like the UN? Let's get the UN in there. We'll put them in Crimea. We'll put them in these three provinces that supposedly want to be a part of Russia. Mm -hmm. Okay? United Nations oversees the elections. Zelensky, cool. Putin, cool. All right, cool. We got blue helmets everywhere. We got observers. Let them do the election. Let them let them say if they want to be a part of Russia or Ukraine once and for all and how the election goes, then that's how it goes. Are, are we good with that? Can we can we sign off on that? I can. And then we can pick and then we'll pick this other stuff back up after we hold these elections under the watchful eye of the United Nations. <laughs> right? Because the left likes the United Nations, right? Oh, they love it, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I haven't checked my watch on their position on the UN at this, you know, the last six months. Mm -hmm. But it used to be that was the end all be all, right? It was either mm -hmm. Jimmy Carter or the United Nations. When we know Jimmy Carter isn't gonna be able to make the trip, so you get the UN in there and uh and then let's go from there. What if we send Dennis Rodman? That that's an al another alternative with okay. uh, Jimmy Carter out of commission. Yeah, Dennis Rodman's the next okay. choice. All right, I I'm think. good. Whatever. <laughs> Just get them together and agree on the UN blue helmets. I think that'd be great. Okay. So can we do? Once you have the powdered blue helmet guys uh -huh. over there, everything's fixed. We all know that. That's I mean, the bad. UN once they're on the job, forget about it. There's peace. There's peace. <laughs> I am so willing to try that oh. if it means I can stop writing checks. Absolutely. To a comedian. No. Oh. Yeah. Who's not all that funny um, <laughs> to me anymore. So. No. no. But have you, you seen the little skit where he and this other guy are playing the piano? Oh, no. With their with things? Their, with their uh, wieners. <laughs> I mean, that's the state of the world right now, right? That's the state of the world. We are that sending... That is the guy we love and cherish over in the Ukraine. Hundreds of billions of dollars <laughs> to a guy who plays the piano with his... With his, with his wiener. With his... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just... I've, 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 I've... I know. I know. I've lost There's the connection. There's no words. There's literally no words to describe this situation. Uh, again... 
you know, two years ago, three years ago, could you have even imagined this? Not in a million years. You just, you can't. That's, that's how much things have spiraled out of control. All right, we got overtime coming up still to enjoy today. And uh, we'll, of course, be right back here tomorrow for Packer Unleash. <laughs> Send our sons and daughters off to fight a war to defend a guy mm-hmm. who, who, can, who can play the piano. can play the piano. With his noodle. I think that's really beautiful. It's really, it's really powerful. <sighs> Only in America, my friends. Uh, all right, we'll see you tomorrow. Oh, and of course, as I mentioned, coming up on Overtime too. This is Pat Gray Unleashed.